with Successfully Chaotic, and I have Ralph Engel here today from Matrix Global. Hi, Ralph. Will you say hi to our listeners and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, Maria. Thanks for having me on today. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for joining in. Uh, What to tell you? Where would you like me to start? Do you want me to start with Ralph Engel as a person or Ralph Engel as a professional? (laughs) Well, I would go ahead and let's tell us a little bit about Ralph as a person, but tell us, introduce your company in just a little bit about what you do. Okay. Our, my company is Matrix Global, and what we do is we take the painstaking uh, process of connecting your loads onto quality carriers and getting them from point A to point B. That's about the gist of it right there. Um, as far as anything else that uh, Matrix Global does, we are uh, looking to expand out, do more later. So, uh, And, of course, joining you on these talking points today. Hopefully that helps get our name out there a little further. Definitely. I'm really happy to have you here. I know we talked off air a little bit just about you know business in general and entrepreneurship. And that's something that we talk about a lot here on this podcast just because, obviously, I'm an entrepreneur and life is crazy, life's chaos, and that's exactly where the name came from. So, you know, tell us a little bit about some of the struggles that you faced in your business, and um, just just tell our listeners a little bit about how you've started to overcome those. Okay, so uh, basically you have to uh, you have to initially make the choice to do something better than what you're doing. You have to take your uh, W-2 mindset and set it to something that makes it 110% yours. I have discovered over the past few years that when you uh, put your own money on the line, you tend to work 10 times harder. Uh, trying to pull all of this together and balance a family life can be challenging at times, but uh, we're pushing. We're, we're struggling forward the best we can, learning from our failures, and, and, and hopefully uh, we can build something out of this. Can you tell us a little bit, when, when you're talking about the struggles that you faced, and I've, I've talked a little bit off and on about some of my own personal struggles just with my business and, you know, trying to make sure that we're all successful, you know, that, that's that golden calf that we all chase. Um, what, what are specifically some of those struggles? Did, was it logistical stuff that you found challenging? Was it just the balancing act? Was it a little of everything? Uh, the balancing act, absolutely. Uh, trying to be a father to seven children, uh, trying to be a productive member of society and build a brand that you can put uh, good quality reputation behind and, and uh, make it beneficial to you and your family and your loved ones is an absolute struggle. It's not for everybody. If you don't have the mindset to succeed, even when failure is inevitable, it's it's going to be it's going to be an uphill battle the whole time. So a lot of it is mindset. Do you feel that you are succeeding in the direction that you are trying to take, and do you feel that you're succeeding in the relationships you're trying to hold at the same time? That's yeah. that's a lot. There's a lot to take on there. It's definitely a challenge. That's some of the stuff that I mean. I've definitely been through the same thing. As all the listeners probably know at this point, I have seven kids as well, and it is definitely a balancing act to say the least. And you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot here is the fact that you can have everything lined out, ready to go, and you've got yourself in check, but then something happens. You know, your kid projectile vomits from the back seat, or, <laughs> you know, the school calls and they've got a broken collarbone, or, you know, the list goes on and on, and there's no planning for that. And that's kind of 
part of what we talk about is just that that is the chaos of life. That's chaos. And, you know, you can do your best of making your list and checking it twice and making sure that you've got everything lined out. But it's just those little nuggets of chaos that come boom to knock you off your feet that if you can't at least be prepared for the fact that it's inevitable, it's going to happen, I think you're going to find yourself in a really bad spot. Right. That's 50% of it right there, is knowing that it's not going to be a perfect walk every time, knowing that you have things you have to take care of today. You've lined them out weeks before, days before, uh, through emails, text messages. You finally have the opportunity to take care of the situation, and just as you said, projectile vomit or a broken collarbone, which both have actually happened to me. Both Same have, here. Both have actually <laughs> Same happened. Here. And And there's not much you can do about it. You try to be uh, – you, you, you try to explain to the people – uh, that you're trying to meet with or, or the objective you're trying to uh, complete that, that, you know, today is just not going to work. I know that we've had this planned, but I can't send my kid to the hospital to be treated without me. You know, there are laws without that and uh, that won't allow that. So, uh, you know, with that being said, can you be prepared the best that you can? Uh, of course. But are you going to get blindsided by the, you know, the next bicycle fall where we break an ankle or something like that while you're, you know, while you're trying to, uh, accomplish your goal absolutely that's going to happen it's just a matter of time and you have to deal with it accordingly in order to continue to try to be successful in that chaotic moment so and you know some of the things that i think about and i've said this as well is just that we all define success differently and i know throughout my life i've defined it differently pretty much every year um i used to define success as you know the big house the money the big cars you know whatever and you know, that's not necessarily my mindset anymore. Does that mean that those things aren't great? No, those are great. But that doesn't define success for me anymore. I've talked to enough people that have all of those things. And from the outside looking in, they have definitely reached success, but they're miserable. And that's because they really haven't figured out that balancing act. And, you know, I don't really think that it ever completely balances. Um, That was one of the things that I chased for the longest time was just when I got to this part, then, then it'll be balanced. Okay. When I get this done, then, then it'll be balanced. But what I've figured out is when you get to that point and then the next point and then the next point, it's still not necessarily balanced because you can't really balance the chaos of life. You just have to kind of roll with the punches, you know, so the to speak. You, can. you know, it's just, that's part of life, but you know, that's kind of the beauty of life. And I think my definition of success now, you know, you might ask me, your mouth's going to be a little different, but is just that I am successfully rolling with the punches. So I'm planning, you know, I'm checking off some of my lists, but I'm also getting it to the point that I am okay. Like whenever the things happen and knock me off balance, I, I just take it in stride and say, okay, well, I'm going to triage the day. I can't do the 20 things that I had on my list now, but what are my top three things? And I try to find just some nuggets to hold on to, to be able to say, okay, well, this wasn't a wash of a day. I didn't say just, I quit, you know, and give up on everything. I did what needed to be done, took the kid to the hospital, you know, whatever needed to be done. And then I found a way to get three important things done that day. So I think it's, and you know, you might say one thing or two things or 10 things, whatever, but you know, I think it's not just throwing your hands up in the air and completely giving up. I think it's 
going ahead and trying to make the day a success anyway. Because taking ki- taking your kid to the hospital, you know, being that parent, that also is a success. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have to be uh, worth your salt when it comes to a parent. You don't get the option to lay that off to the next day. And like you were talking about balance and success, a lot of people aren't realizing that, that I have noticed. I'm a very social person. There's a lot of people that don't realize that that is all perspective. Your individual perspective. Do you want to be a successful McDonald's drive through employee? Guess what? That job's out there waiting for you, and I'm sure you can knock it out of the park. You know, perspective on, on success and balance are where you meet your zen, your medium. You find the place where you can operate most efficiently from that area, and you drive from there. Now, as you all know, with success in, in employment or success in entrepreneurship is something that can be taken to next level if you put enough effort into it. But when your children or your spouse or your parents or whatever situation that may be requires more from you than your employer does you have to find that balance there's no option not to find the balance so uh you know i have strived uh, my entire life to be to try to be a good father and a good spouse and uh i found myself uh, working myself into the dirt and and just doing everything i could to push everything into that direction which there are times when it is difficult to uh, keep pushing in that direction when you see that your uh, your money or your finances aren't right, and vice versa. It's hard to keep pushing into the financial uh, uh, aspect of your life when you're trying to be successful as a relationship, as a father, or, or uh, uh, you know, with uh, your significant other, whatever the case may be. But uh, all of it has to do with your perspective. Are you successful in your eyes? Stop looking at what other people think about your success. You have to be happy with your success before you can even begin to to get anyone else's input on something like that. That is something that you know you have to define for yourself. I love that. And I I, I say that a lot with perspective. You know, life is very much perspective and and I like the idea that you said it doesn't matter if you're a McDonald's worker or, you know, you're the CEO of a company, you know, if, if you're happy and you're successful in your own perspective in your own life, you know, you're not, you are knocking it out of the park. I love that. Um, let's go ahead and get back to talking about your business a little bit. Um, I know very little about your type of business. And I'd say a lot of our listeners is there too, because it is fairly new, but can you tell us just a little bit about, what Matrix Global is and what type of business it's in? Yes, sure, absolutely. We are uh, uh, driven in the um, areas of logistical supply chain solutions. Uh, domestically, we, we only do domestic at, at, at this point. Of course, everyone's got to start somewhere. But uh, basically, uh, 20 years ago, when uh, you've all seen the big trucks out driving on the road, moving your loads, your commodities from point A to point B, 20 years ago, this was a uh, system was implemented in every truck stop with DAT. And uh, with that, uh, the truck driver would uh, obviously come into the uh, truck stop. He would look up on a screen, and there were all the loads. And the people he had to contact, which which a lot of times were direct shippers, okay, uh, these shippers would uh, do their due diligence with the carrier, make sure that he was safe, compliant, he wasn't doing anything illegal, been in business long enough. We take the headache out of that process for the shipper, receiver, consignee, whoever, uh, because there are a lot 
of trucking companies out there, and not all of them operate on uh, honest uh, playing field. A lot of them like to uh, like to undercut. A lot of them are cutthroat. A lot of them just plain out do illegal stuff. And trust me, when you have a half million dollars worth of lumber you're trying to get from Miami to Cincinnati, we're the folks you want to call. We're the ones that's going to make sure it's going to get there when you want it safely, compliant, and uh, uh, expedited. So. So you mentioned cutthroat. Do you think that the fact that your business is A, so new, and B, so cutthroat, do you think that had a big part to play in the struggles that you faced early on in your business? I do. I th- you know, a lot of folks out there that are trying to ship their commodities, they want, uh, want asset-based carriers. And that's just another uh, insurance policy for the shipper. You know, if, if your load does wind up in the middle of the interstate, you know, God forbid, you know, there's someone else that can help cover that situation. You know, you have uh, different types of insurance policies. Uh, one truck alone, just in order to be legal to move a load from A to B, has to have a minimum of three insurance policies on that vehicle, and we make sure all that's uh, all of that is is put into play and, and is uh, you know up to par when it comes to moving your commodities. And uh, you know we we really just uh, we, we we take the struggle out of it for you. We keep we keep in contact with these carriers to use. Uh, uh, second, third, fourth time around to move the same commodities from the same places. Uh, but you have so many people coming up in the industry. Uh, everybody wants to be a truck driver when they figure out, you know, what some of these guys make. What they don't see is the perspective of the truck driver, of, of the independent or the carrier, and the struggles that they have to go through just to keep the lights on, keep the drivers in the seats. So. And I know that's one thing. Um, you not only deal with the logistical side, but you have experienced it on the other end personally because you have actually been a truck driver. And I find that something that is very important when you're trying to, you know, talk to companies who are trying to ship or talk to truck drivers who are trying to have ship for you. I think that that, being able to speak their language and be able to understand firsthand the struggles that they do and probably will face, you know, is something that sets you apart. Yes, absolutely. You you get the young folks in there and they see the screen and, and they do all the math and in their head it sounds right, you know, from – from their seat inside of their dispatch office, it looks completely, you know, uh, plausible. We can make this happen. We can get this done. When you introduce somebody into that position that already has the skill and the knowledge of what it takes to get your freight moved from A to B, it is so much more than the digital world. There's so many more trials to put up with out there on the road. And me, being a 20-year veteran uh, working with Class A vehicles, I had discovered that it was difficult for a person with one truck, the way the industry is, uh, the way the market is constructed now and, and the major playing roles in this market, it is very stacked against you with one truck. So uh, it wasn't enough growth for me or my family. I moved on. I've tried to uh, uh, to start Matrix Global and, and to reach out to some of these shippers who know that they're dealing with a, a broker that has – on-road experience you know yeah. uh if i if i smell any funny business on the other side we can't have you move our freight so i'm gonna know those things right off the bat and so. that's that's super important you were you were mentioning um just now your relationship and that got me thinking i know me personally you know um 
starting my business was a challenge anyway. Starting my business with children's a challenge. And it definitely was a challenge when it came to relationships because it's this other dynamic um, sometimes that you see the vision in your head. They obviously can't see the vision in your head. And all they see is all the struggles that you're putting yourself through right. and them through and dragging the entire family through. Um, you know, did you find that when you were first starting out? Yeah, I did, actually. You know, one, one of the things it is difficult to do is to uh, change the mindset of a person who has what I like to call a nine-to-five, uh, you know, uh, outlook on life. Okay, you clock in at 9 o'clock. You clock out at 5 p.m. When you clock out, that's your time, okay? And then when you clock back in, you're being paid to give your time to someone else. But when you start that business with somebody else or in a relationship with someone that, that does not understand the entrepreneur uh, mindset, there are a lot of challenges to that, a yeah. massive amount of challenges. Because like I said uh, in the beginning here was that when it is your money and your success and your reputation – you will work 10 times harder, I promise you. If you won't, you shouldn't even be trying. Exactly. Okay. And it's almost like a calling. I say it a, a, you know, a lot that it's an entrepreneur calling because I think, I mean, you're right. Not everybody has that mindset, um, and it may be that they never will, or it may just be they haven't really got that calling yet. They haven't got that urge to want to do that because it's definitely not easy because if it was, every single person would do it. And there's a lot of businesses that start, but there's very few that actually stay in business. And that is because it is so challenging. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about the challenges. You know, um, we only see their successes. You know, we don't see, you know, the fact that this company who's making multi-million dollars now, you know, the first four companies that that same person had bankrupt, you know, right. a lot of people don't talk about those things because it's like a dirty little secret. Uh, but, you know, I think it's important to talk about our challenges and the things that we face because I think a lot more entrepreneurs would stick it out if they knew that, it wasn't them. You know, it wasn't just that they were doing everything wrong. Now, sometimes it is. Sometimes you might reevaluate and be like, okay, like all of this is wrong. We need to scratch the whole thing and start over. But right. sometimes, and more often than not, you know, you're doing a lot of it, even most of it right. There's only a couple of things you got wrong, and those can be tweaked because we all get into business because of that one thing that we do amazing. We don't usually get into business because we do all of it amazing. You know, and I think that's the struggle is, you know, you may get into business because you're, you know, amazing at building houses, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're amazing at keeping books or invoicing or, right. you know, or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, you may get into business because you're an amazing graphic designer, but that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, everything about IT or that you even know how to make a sale or, you know, anything. So, you know, just because there's aspects of it that you aren't amazing at, it doesn't always mean to, you know, scratch it all. You know, that saying, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. You know, it's, it's <laughs> you know, save the baby. So, um, so, you know, I mean, I, get, I think a lot of us entrepreneurs have, especially if we're in relationships and they're not entrepreneurs also, I think we've all kind of gone through those challenges. I know I have myself and, you know, add in kids. I don't know how many times, you know, if especially if I'm working from home that day. You know, my kids don't understand that 
you know, just because mommy's home doesn't necessarily mean I don't have to take some calls or, you know, whatever. Precisely. So we have actually, that's been a challenge with a three-year-old because she can't tell time or anything. Right. So I started setting timers. You know, if I've got a phone call I've got to make, I'm like, okay, well, you sit here and you play with this. And mommy's going to go right over here and I'm going to make a phone call. And when this timer goes off, I'll be done. So that's helped her a little bit. But, you know, it's... it's right. Little things because they don't understand. You know, they don't always get it because they see mommy sitting right there. So why is mommy not playing with me? <laughs> right, and and, and with, with you know we're a rare breed, Maria. Yeah. We are. We are. Uh, we're fathers. We're husbands. We're wives. We're fiancés. You know, I know a lot of entrepreneurs who have the luxury. Yes, I said the luxury of having the opportunity of not having to worry about anything else other than your business. So when you put yourself into a position such as ours, you're completely thrown off course. Yeah. You have this to take care of because you're a father or, or a husband, and you know you have to get this done, but there's an option to get that done today. Okay, I know folks that do this, that hit this, you know, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Every time the phone rings at 2.30 in the morning, they're on it. We're praying that the phone doesn't ring at 2.30 in the morning because the three-year-old is going to wake up and just make our lives hell for the next four hours. So, uh, yeah, that is an absolute luxury to having the opportunity of not working with, with, with children or maybe being single, whatever works for you. But, uh, you know, when you choose to try to do it all at once... There is a perfect balancing act to this, and it is never the same day after day. I actually uh, always say that it's like playing the balloon game. I don't know if you ever played the balloon game as a kid where you have like a bunch of balloons, you pop them up in the air, and the whole game is to keep them from hitting the ground. That's what I (laughs) say my life's like. You know, I got all these balloons in the air, and, you know, I'm just running through, just keeping them popped up, and... Again, my definition at this point of success is just don't let them hit the ground. Now, they may come pretty close sometimes, you know, right. but they're not going to hit the ground. Because this idea that you're going to get this perfect 50-50 balance one day, I can tell you from experience, that mindset will completely jack you up. Yes, it will. Because as, as a parent uh, uh, of older children, I actually have a, uh, a 24-year-old and a set of 23-year-old twins. You some Somewhere along the line, you think that... Well, when these guys turn 18, all this worry and stress is going to... No. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because you were asking questions when you were 24, 25. Exactly. Now you've got to be the person that can help direct them and keep a business successful like you would employ other people. Those are like your children. Mm -hmm. You have to keep them going as well, you know, whatever struggles they're having. You have to talk with them. Happiness is a perspective. Happiness is your balance. If you can't be happy at any point in time with what you're attempting to do, you might want to reconsider what you're doing. I totally agree with that. I think that if I could go back and tell myself things, I think maybe I would make some decisions different, but I think sometimes things work out the way they're supposed to. But with that being said, if you could go back and maybe tell yourself a few things that could save you a whole lot of heartache, you know, money, whatever it may be, you know, what would those be? One of the things right off the bat is to maintain your relationships with the people in your family the best that you can. Now, sometimes they're not going to agree with what you're doing. Maybe they don't like the direction you're going to. But if they're not paying your bills, it's really not their problem. It's really not theirs to uh, to express to you that they don't like the position you're going in. The second thing that I would tell would be to don't be in a hurry to spend your money, Okay. Do your due diligence, okay? 
uh, d- dig into the market as deep as you can, whatever part of the market you're in, whatever whatever your fidget spinners, whatever, used cars, whatever you're into. Due diligence on those things before you jump in head first. And, and of course, uh, the, the, the third point would be patience. Patience. This is not... A uh, sprint, okay. This is a distance run, okay. And I ran cross country, so I understand the difference, okay. Uh, w- w- with that being said, uh, if someone is pushing you to get something for your business that you feel like you may not need, muster on that a little bit. Make them work a little bit harder to sell you on that point, okay. Don't uh, don't just rush in and purchase everything you think your business is going to need right off the bat because. If you don't fly, if you don't get traction right from the very beginning, you'll lose everything you got in it. So patience. I I like those, and I can identify with pretty much all three of those, which I am sure most of our entrepreneurs can. Um, I like to use the term. I think as entrepreneurs, we're definitely wired to be jumpers, but Mm -hmm. I like to say now that I'm a hesitant jumper, and that's because I used to dive head first all the time and you know sometimes i'd manage to catch myself and sometimes i'd smack my head yeah you know it's um it's it's a big joke between me and my husband that um we both are two by four across the head type of people that's how we learn the best you know it's it's not a subtle thing with us we we got to take it the, the hard road a lot of times to be able to learn so i mean i think there's a lot of us that are like that so i think i really like those things um Another thing that I think our listeners would want to hear is, you know, what do you got going on now? Um, I'm in talks with a uh, freight forwarder right now. I can, I'm not going to drop any names. It, it looks like it might be getting pretty serious. Uh, these guys are doing international moves and they're tired of paying uh, way too much in broker fees to get their domestic moves done. And uh, I've known these folks for a couple years. We've, you know, we've uh, socially networked uh, uh, for a while now. And they reached out to me about uh, two months ago and said that they were looking to uh, uh, to put together a, a, a something for their domestic market. So basically, they would like to uh, start a brokerage. And uh, we're hoping that this will be a, a good joint ventureship. And uh, hopefully, this will. Uh, this will propel both of us into the future as far as growing, you know, on the freight forwarder side and the domestic side. Uh, you know, so uh, we're really excited about that. We're going to see where it takes us. That's great. Well, I really appreciate having you here today, and we'll catch up with you later whenever you can tell us a little more about what's going on. I and appreciate being here, Maria. Thank you. Yeah, it was definitely fun. Tell them not today. Swerving on these chickens, cluck out my lane. I'm a boss. Out my way. I just do every little thing that I say. I'm the rage they exclamated. LA Times, I stay on page six. I'm even your favorite's favorite. <laughs>